Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by GeneralsJoe'sReborn.com with me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80. For today's episode, I'm joined by the awesome Patrick Notpicard Stewart. In this regular video series, we round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, Pat? It's the Full Force Weekly! Pa, 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 pa. Yes, it is. It's the Full Force Weekly. How you doing, my good man? Uh, doing okay. You know, very, very busy week for me, so I apologize if I'm a little bit tired, a little bit out of it today. You just take a nap, and I'll deal with this. Don't you worry. Well, I probably shouldn't have done that swing into the camera thing, because <laughs> when I do that, I'm down there long enough, I start to get lightheaded. <laughs> It'd be great if one week I just, like, was like, it's a full force rule. <sighs> Or you just hear snoring in the background. That would be what. That would be great. Um, hope everyone's doing well. In the uh, we've got a few people in the chat already. Hello, everybody. Um, hope everyone's having a good Friday so far. It's one o'clock ish. I know we're a bit late. Sorry, I got a bit talky with Pat after before the show, so that's why we were a bit late because I wasn't concentrating and I was just yabbing as I do. Um, hope everyone's having a good day. I hope everyone has a great weekend this weekend. Uh, it's been a bit of a rough week, actually, in terms of what we're going to be talking about. Lots of like <sighs> sort of stories, but there's a couple. Well, we've got some things to look forward to, but at the same time, mate, it's been a bit rough, hasn't it, this week? Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, it's it's not it's not not all the, all the news this week is good. I think everybody is aware of that. That it's just not not everything is positive. There's there's some bad stuff. A lot of people saying uh, Merry Hissmas, though, which is good. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. We'll talk about the hiss uh, shortly. Um, and I suppose I've got some sort of hideous unboxing to do. I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> that thing is huge. Anyway, enough of that. Let's go on to our first news story of the week, uh, which unfortunately, we have to, we're going to talk about it. And it is very depressing. Hasbro layoffs news. Hasbro have been doing Hasbro again this week as a huge 1,100 layoffs occurred right before the holidays. The Providence building is being vacated as the lease comes to an end and the workforce is being consolidated into the Portucket building. The company came under fire for the decision this week as the internet exploded and quite rightly in all honesty. The timing is terrible and is clearly a way for the numbers to look better before the next shareholder meeting, but you have to say that this is a little too cold, even for Hasbro standards. Thankfully the Joe team got out of the mess unscathed, but we did hear that Michael Kelly was let go, which was a real surprise given his work on a number of brands recently, including G.I. Joe's new comic publisher Skybound, and his stellar work on the publishing and licensing side for years. We wish all of those who lost their jobs this week all the best, and you have our condolences. Yes. Absolutely rubbish news. Um, first of all, let's let's kind of make this quite clear. I, I did reach out to um, the people I know at Hasbro, obviously Lenny, Emily, Tony, etc., and um, and yeah, that they are they're not affected by this particular situation, which you know is great. Um, but at the same time, lots of people <clears throat> were affected, including Michael Kelly, which I think was a big surprise, actually, Pat. I mean, were you surprised to hear Michael Kelly getting let go? Very, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to let go the person, some of the people that are handling your relationships with other people. Yeah, I mean that's just going to be a, a tough thing for somebody else to to step into. I mean, and it's just weird too to 
to let people go only to have to immediately replace them. It's not like that position can be eliminated. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I feel like this is where kind of Hasbro as a corporation really does kind of unfortunately take over. And, you know, you've got this situation where that they cut, I mean, it, it's, it is very short-sighted, I feel personally. Um, and it, it's so transparent as well. I mean, obviously they're looking here to improve the outlook of a difficult period uh, for shareholders. And I kind of feel like sometimes would you as a shareholder, Pat, be more kind of confident with, you know, this kind of approach? Or would you be more confident with a more long-term approach where they look to where to improve in those areas rather than that short-term kind of fix? You know, just looking at Hasbro over time, it's maybe just share investors fall for this all the time from companies in general, but with Hasbro, this has just been a thing for like the last 30 years mm. that, you know, things get bad. They have a huge number of layoffs. And I, I think that as somebody, you know, looking to invest in companies, it, it kind of makes Hasbro not as appealing to invest in for me personally. Okay. Like, I feel like I should be all in on, on Hasbro because I not just GI Joe, but transformers and a ton of their past brands. I, I love they put out what, what? My Little Pony. You know, I've supported My Little Pro Pony pretty heavily uh, several years ago when my niece was collecting it. So, yeah, I mean, throw in My Little Pony. Why not? It's in um, there. You got it. That's safe. Yeah. But it, it's just like, it's almost like I see what the, it's like, I see what you're doing. I'm not falling for your trick. That's not really going to solve your problem. Right. And how are they padding out their workforce? Because the number of layoffs that that we hear you know how how long does it take them to rehire so that they have enough people like on on the payroll to cut again whenever i know whenever it's unrelated like, things happen and the toy industry doesn't do that well i think as an as a as a full company isn't it something like i want to say it's like in the region of like six to seven thousand i think it was I think I think we yeah, and we talked about this a lot. This is not the first time that we've even ha talked about this topic this year. This is this is the third time this year we've talked about layoffs. By the way, we had that one at the start of the year, didn't we? Or like maybe in the in the in the calendar year. I was not in a calendar year in an exact year time. I think we've talked about this three times. There's been one big one um, that you know, obviously the one that took Corey. That was that was a shocker. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously we we're talking about that at the time and that how kind of crap that situation was. And then you get to the end of the year and it happens again, but it happens so brutally. And that is a lot. I mean, was it 800 at the start of the year? Another 1,100 now? It just, it, it it's crazy to me to think that, yeah, like they, they, the, the, the turnover, that's massive. They're not hiring a thousand people back, not a chance. Over time, I would think that eventually they're going to have to replace them, don't you think? Unless their plan is to really just become a smaller company I think a smaller scope. I think when you think about it, if they're getting rid of their Providence building and they're consolidating, yeah. immediately you don't need as much, as much staff. Like, you oh, know, there's a lot of true. 
if you think about the kind of um yeah, I suppose the level of like, you know, maintenance on the building and and people that need you need to staff that and need to kind of run that as a, an operation, that isn't necessary anymore. So there you're just taking people from that building that do the work that is kind of, you know, almost necessary that isn't part of the building scenario, then you've probably cut a chunk of, 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 of you know, workforce out like that. Um, so are they going to be outsourcing or do they find new efficiencies? How, what are they going to be doing? I, I don't know exactly, but I have a feeling there's an element of hiring directly out of college, um, you know, like interns yeah. and, um, you know, kind of hiring those kind of people and positions to kind of go <laughs> so they can go up to the ladder only to fall off the top of it when they get there. Do you know, yeah. that's what it feels like, isn't it? It doesn't feel like you've got like a, it's certainly not a safe scenario to go to Hasbro, no. build a career, and then be like, I'm going to be here for 20 no, you, years. You just have to assume that it's going to be something to put on your resume, not yeah. going to be a, a, a destination for a full career, which is, you know, happens to, to a very limited number of people that get to, to stay there for a really long time. But that is does seem to be a limited number. It, it often even feels to me like they just want their workforce to be a younger group of people. Possibly. And I can almost understand that because a younger group of people may have that more recent understanding of, of what was popular with kids. Plus it, 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 but, it creates that nostalgia cycle that makes yeah. sense. Like they've yeah. got that kind of distance from the point of nostalgia, shall we say, um, that yeah. you know, we at the moment are kind of you know our kind of age group and and an older and even a little bit younger are kind of you know we're coming to the end of what we can actually dredge up from back then now. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like right. yeah, that kind of site, that kind of like that's shifting a little bit to like the nineties and then the, the early two thousands. And so yeah, yeah. I, I I I get what you're saying there, and I think I think there is an element of refreshing the age of the company too. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, you know, they get you whenever you're, you're cheapest right out of college. Uh, you hit that, you finally have money, so you're in the nostalgia cycle. And then a bunch of people maybe have kids, and so they're in touch with what kids like because they've just had some. And then they're done with you. Yeah. Um, hearing on in the comments, Mr. Cheeseburger says, Google laid off 12,000 people. Wow. wow, that's a lot. I mean, I have seen outrage at... Google and Amazon and so on and so forth. I've seen that. This the only reason there's outrage with this, Mr. Cheeseburger, is because we're so close to it. Um, we, you know, um, we're not necessarily reporting on what Google do or what Amazon do. The only thing that Amazon do that that obviously relates to what we do on this channel, and I'm, I know you're not probably saying where's where's our um, uh, outrage for that. I mean, it, there's out. I, you know, there's only so much outrage to go around uh, as an individual, but yeah, like I, I feel like in terms of what we do and what we report on, it's going to be obviously what's related to GI Joe, isn't it? And this is, uh, like I said, the only thing that Amazon is connected to are like Amazon exclusives and things like that. Um, but it's not really something that we feel is a relatable thing to discuss uh, for you know for the channel, if you know what I mean. But yeah, there's a lot of layoffs all the time. Big companies are doing it. It's a, it's a technique, it's a tactic, and it's something that, you know, somehow... It's actually, I was having a conversation the other day, and this actually made me... I'd never really thought about this before, but um, it's one of those things where I think, they, I think I read it, actually, in one of the articles, 
where it said that um, Mattel, when Hasbro's shares go up, Mattel's go up. And when Hasbro's go down, Mattel's go down. So it's like, it's one of those things where if you're a bigger kind of toy company, it's almost like it's really important for your competitors to be doing well as well as you um, in, in terms of the share market uh, kind of price and all that kind of stuff. So I was I found that quite interesting because I'd never thought about that before. But apparently that is quite a trend um, with 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 the share prices and things like that. They often kind of follow each other in the market, which I thought, like, again, I know nothing. I know nothing of the crunch, if anyone knows that reference. I know nothing of that kind of stuff like in detail. But having read that, I was like, wow, that's something I've never really considered before. It's interesting that Mattel need, or both of them probably need each other to do well. And I suppose, you know, uh, having that, huge Barbie movie for Mattel uh, would that you'd thought would have actually been you know a good thing for Hasbro too but maybe not, maybe doesn't work in that way around I don't know uh yeah I I don't know I mean I think that probably a lot of that has more to do with um people using the other company to gauge the health of the market for what the their what business they are in um you know they I don't know. It's it's not like Hasbro doesn't have a diverse number of toys and entertainment things. Yeah, true. Um, true. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe um, some of the stuff that they were getting into just hasn't hasn't worked out. Obviously, yeah. some of the stuff that they sold off, it felt like they really invested a lot to get Peppa Pig. They invested a lot to get all of that, and I don't see. They don't. I'm pretty sure they didn't make anything close to what you know i mean that that was a weird i in all honesty like i don't again i am in no place to judge it's not like i'm a super successful businessman or anything like that but right looking from the outside looking in some of the decisions that the new ceo chris cox has made i you know obviously he's at the end of the day he's responsible for the for all of it because he's the be all and end all of it so he's going to be the one that gets the the focus here and obviously you could you could, there's obviously details that you know that we aren't aware of um certain things may happen or certain things might be other people's fault and obviously as a ceo you then have to take responsibility for that but i'm not saying i'm not putting the, solely putting the blame on him what i'm going to say though is that it feels like hasbro hasn't been making very good decisions since brian goldner and i'm not saying brian goldner was making great decisions every single day uh rest in peace of course but like what i mean is you know I think he wanted it to be an entertainment company. That seems to have changed. And that isn't something you can just switch on and off. You can't no. just like, well, we're going to be a different company now. There has to be like a whole, like almost like culture that gets bought into by the consumer. That sounds gross, I know. But that that is what actually has to happen. And that takes time. It takes time to kind of like to move giant companies like Hasbro and, and change directions and stuff. But if you look at like the Dungeons and Dragons decision, which which had a massive like, you know, uh, negative effect on Hasbro. Yeah. The the way that was responded to, well, I've never seen anything like that really. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen the 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 community react in ridiculous ways, but I've never seen like the whole community be like, no, that's not what we want. That's wrong. That's bad. And then you know, lo and behold, they went back on it. Um, so, you know, like that was a, that was an interesting and weird kind of like situation considering he came from that background, like that was, he came from success in that field 
to then do that to, to make that decision with Dungeons and Dragons um, and and yeah and uh, Magic the Gathering really I don't know that was a really weird kind of idea and then to go back on it and go back I'm not I'm you know I'm not sure how and again these are difficult decisions it's not like you make a decision and you know you just got to stick with it sometimes you do have to go back on it because it's such a bad you know choice but it just seems like that was that was not a good start and that was kind of right towards the beginning of him taking over i believe uh, there was also obviously in that time period we've had multiple layoffs and uh, there's been other things that have happened that have made you kind of go huh the kind of flip flop between plastic free you know packaging and 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 stuff like that like what was yeah. that because that felt like nobody could make a decision do you know what I mean? That felt like it was just, oh yeah, we'll do this, but then uh, then there's this, but then okay, we'll go back on that, and then and now we're here, and we've had what four different types of packaging in a year from Classified <laughs> on its own. Yeah, and I have to wonder how the setup in the factory is, like the equipment that they used to make some of that stuff and to do quality control, because it's not just a matter of putting the figures in the package, like. I, I believe that they actually have like a, a visual system, like in a, a computer that checks to make sure that all the parts are in there while they're popped into that plastic tray, like the plastic tray with like the figure and all the pieces will go past a camera and be like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And then it'll move on. And when is it like one of those from? airport scanners kind of thing? No, nah, I think it's just a, I think it's just like a webcam. Almost. Oh, okay. Like just a camera that, that looks at it. And, and make sure that all the parts are in there and Interesting. says, you know, go ahead. And whenever you get rid of the plastic packaging, you know, that, that makes major changes mm. to the production process. So like for them to take, uh, you know, that other company that's, that's a partner of theirs, they don't, I don't believe that they own those uh, facilities. Yeah. And oh, it's always, uh, yeah, it's always a part, you're right. It's always a partnership situation with a, with a, a separate, factory right. kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah and to have them be such a major buyer from that factory you pretty much are making like without without the production of hasbro stuff you know that that's going to be a huge huge amount of business for that company they probably have factories that are dedicated to almost you know just hasbro or across several of them multiple things uh it would just be a lot of stuff to to completely change out and then to have hasbro say hey no you know what just to go ahead and do it the way it was before you know did you get rid of equipment and have to reinstall stuff it's yeah it's just a, it's just a lot of back and forth and expense in oh, changing exactly. the setup changing the training of the people who are working there That's so true yeah there's so many little like yeah you're right so many little kind of details with mm -hmm. just making one simple change to a product that you've already that you've had running for a year uh so true there's another thing as well that kind of um dawned on me with the factory stuff obviously this is more like specific to gi joe classified but obviously we had that kind of period where they were taken out of a main factory put into a different factory and um i think starting lineup was put into the main factory and i mean starting lineup was a huge failure like that just yeah. disappeared selfie series was a huge failure that that is you know that's kind of crashed and burned a little bit or maybe they're coming back with something you know better who knows but at the same time it didn't do what they wanted it to do nowhere near 
Um, and yeah, so those two were like big hits straight off the bat. And you're talking like, yeah, it's kind of like to, to a degree, it's probably a drop in the bucket to Hasbro usually, but maybe not at the moment. Maybe currently in the in the situation we're in with like, you know, the, the kind of sales not being very great and all that kind of stuff, maybe that was enough to be like, that's that's actually a significant kick in the nuts. So like there was that. And then obviously that led to classified figures being like, you know, like you say, having QC issues, having uh, situations where you were getting like a change of like, you know, the, let's talk about the gummy weapons, for example. Those weapons like, kept coming out and it's just like, well, they're aware of it and they've, they've they've requested changes and it's not happening. So it's like, there's clearly like, you know, issues there at that level mm -hmm. with um, getting that information to and from the factory they're working with. So then, well, and then actually there's another thing, isn't there? There's another thing with, with Hasbro, obviously two of their biggest kind of like properties that they're kind of like, you know, um, that, that they not own themselves, but that they work with companies on are Marvel and Star Wars. And we there's been a definite kind of drop off in terms of what Star Wars and Marvel are producing in terms of the entertainment in like not not just my opinion but just in that's that's been the case like the numbers have dropped the you know people aren't going going to see the films they're not kind of necessarily streaming it in the same amounts of you know a, a, a volume either um they're not as successful and therefore you're not getting that kind of like you know that turnaround of like product that they would they would kind of you know for a while marvel legends was kicking a and taking names and it was just like churning stuff out on a weekly basis I know they just did a drop, um, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, there's been a recent kind of Marvel kind of like thing, I think, with the uh, X-Men cartoon around the corner. Yeah. So like, you wow. know, that that makes sense, right? Do you know what I mean? Like to, to be dropping that. But at the same time, it's not, you know, they're, they're not hitting the numbers they used to do. And Star Wars is a similar boat. Like, you know, the, they, the TV shows, the occasional kind of like, kind of hit but then there's like a big miss or whatever and then you know it's like i i can definitely see that that that's affecting them as well in terms of marvel and star wars yeah episode eight i think was the turning point for star wars it really was that was when i started like i can still go by locally i can still go by episode eight figures off the pegs yeah i mean how long ago did the last jedi come out i'm not talking about Rise of Skywalker. I'm talking about episode eight. Like Benicio Del Toro, I saw a whole peg of them within the last week. I don't even know what year that was. I, I don't know what I don't know what the years mean. After 2000, yeah. forget it. I don't know what yeah, but, years but are. Timing is even just weird about things. Like um, the X-Men figures, that show's not out yet, and the figures went on clearance. Oh. There's just it it seems to me like over over time, uh production runs yeah. of a single figure would be larger and the fan base and kids were kind of expected to be paying attention to that you know this is what we are doing with gi joe this year we are going with it's going to be a four inch line that is what gi joe is that's gi joe's identity um and then over time it's just like uh as as the number of of buyers probably is getting smaller i'm assuming yeah 
on some of that stuff, they're trying to differentiate, um, you know, how, how do you get to a hundred thousand sales? Well, if the, the number of buyers is getting lower, give them more to buy, you know? So instead of selling one character at a hundred thousand units, maybe you said sell 10 characters at 10,000 units each. So it feels like by doing that, they're kind of uh, making the collectors themselves a little more focused on different things than each other. And yeah. now they're going to have to kind of cater to those desires. And I think that, that like, where do you go from there? You know, whenever when our sales start to drop, how do you how, how do you handle that? I, I really don't know. It's a tough they're in a tough position. They really are. I would say as well, like. Uh, my my kind of I suppose most of the outrage for me is and it's not really like you know I'm just it's just upsetting but most of that kind of like uh, feeling comes from the fact that it's so close to the holiday period right like I I don't see why it has to happen like that do you know what I mean like I mean yeah at least do it two months beforehand or like even even afterwards it would suck but at least you're not like having that hanging over people over the holiday period, that sucks. And it really does like ruin, I mean, it ruins anyone's day anyway, doesn't it? Let's face it, it's going to ruin your day if you're made redundant. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you could be in a better position. And like, I don't know, it just seems like the worst timing and the uh, the serious lack of real awareness to do something like this, um, no matter what the situation may be. But I don't know. There you go. Um, so I, th I think we've uh, we've covered that in pretty good detail there, Pat. We have, yes. <laughs> um, big, obviously, massive shout out to everyone affected. And also, you know, our condolences to you guys. I mean, it sucks to lose your job, especially around this time. Um, and I just, you know, like, Pasbro isn't the be all and end all of life. I want that to be kind of like clear for a lot of people. It's not like you don't, you don't go there and it's like, you know, this is it. I've, I've reached the pinnacle. There are other places you can go and you never know. It, it could be even better for you um, in the long run. So uh, yeah, hopefully everyone gets sorted out in the new year, but my goodness, what a crap situation. Um, the other thing as well, that I was going to say, there was one other thing. I've, oh, yeah, that was the other thing in, during the year. Prices going up as well. There was the, uh, we discussed earlier in the year, the prices kind of going up. But but like I will say, I've been really impressed with how Classified have been able to stay at that twenty four ninety nine price point for the single figures. Um, after it jumped, I think a lot of people were expecting it to jump again and again and again and again and again. And it still might do next year. You never know. Uh, we might be having this conversation in January or February that the prices are going up again. But at the moment, yeah. I've been really impressed with how they've managed, you know, to deal with that and keep it. And yes, they've added new price points. It's very difficult to be a completist because there's so much product. But I guess, you know, that's that's what you got to do in order to keep other, you know, people able to kind of afford things. I don't know. It's it's a weird balance. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where so many items is also working against them because, like you said just now. It's very difficult to be a completist because there are so many items. So for yeah. me, would I rather go buy, um, you know, a, a brand new figure at $25 or would I rather go buy, you know, three or four of them at Ross 
for $25 because that's part of their problem is that so much of this stuff that is flooding the market is finally yeah. pushing through. And I already know I can't afford every GI Joe. Yeah. So why would I buy one when I can buy three? Totally, totally. And, and that's, that's again, that's, that, that's a byproduct of this decision to try and get as much out, you know, to get ahead of the line plan and everything, which again, I don't know what would have, I, I, I just don't know what the answer is. Probably would, I would have just kept going with how they were doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. steady, steady stream, but not like crushing everything into a short, short amount of time. Yeah. It just, I, I, I think that what Emily has said is a, a good outlook that yeah. things are going to space out a little bit and there will be fewer of them. I think that if, if things are not coming through, you know, it often feels like that episode of I Love Lucy. That's how I've pictured many of us. Right. Like it's just coming down and we're all trying to eat it as fast yeah. as possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, right. it's just not, we're not going to get there. So like if it's slowing down, I may actually have the opportunity to savor some of these reveals and oh. releases and be yeah. more interested in buying them, you know, not being a completist, but getting close to it because yeah. I've already been forced out of being a completist and I don't have a ton of motivation to go back and buy some of those figures that were duds. So, uh, you know, I, I'm still going to be picking and choosing until I get to that point where for whatever reason, I do have one of each, I'm, you know, going to be a little more choosy, but I, I think at a slower rate, I will be buying a larger number or larger percentage, I should say, of what is coming out. I'll be picky and you can be choosy and then we can. Uh... Okay. That's our code names. <laughs> picky and choosy. Picky and choosy. In, in the target listings, you know, they're making us. <laughs> we we're going to be 80th anniversary figures, aren't we? That's what we'll be, picky and cheesy. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, and again, crap news, horrible news to start off with. It doesn't get much better today, uh, but we'll keep going. Um, and again, shout out to everyone that lost their jobs. Uh, it sucks. It's awful. Right before Christmas, man. Ugh. And of course, to Michael Kelly. I know Diana was talking about him in the in the comments just then. Um, really sad to see him go, actually. Like, like Diana's true with what she's saying. Like, he was really hardworking, really uh, awesome dude, and he was doing a great job as well. So it's crap. Anyway, next up, we have <sighs> Super 7 Fails to Fund News. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Cobra mothership crashed and burned and didn't make the initial funding goal of 4K in time, so we won't be getting the epic vehicle playset, but not all is lost. We spoke to Brian last week on the show and he was still very positive regarding the newly announced O-Ring line, and I would expect we will see the Viper Gunner and Viper Gunner Officer in the future, despite being locked behind the campaign. It will be interesting to see what the O-Ring line will look like, but we will have to wait until next fall to find out. Yes, we shall. So it's not all doom and gloom, even though it is a bit doom and gloom. Um, I mean, like, I know you're you're quite happy, Pat, that the O-ring is coming back. And um, from what Brian was said in the in the interview, there's a lot of kind of positive elements there. But uh, first of all, before we get into that, let's talk Mothership. Um, surprised? No. No. I, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, that the rate that the thing was selling at was just not looking good. Um, and it, it is a shame, but I think that, it, that there's so many factors that came into play here 
that I don't think anyone thinks that a lack of effort or creativity from Super 7 was the reason why it didn't fund. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was because of, you know, the price and, and where we are right now. We talked about how many layoffs. I think that that's, a, that's kind of a, yeah. you know, a, an economic situation for, for many people. Oh, totally. So, I mean, right you and I have talked about it quite often about like, you know, being having to be careful with what with all of this stuff now, like, you know, be very kind of like thoughtful about what we're actually spending our money on. It, it's totally true. Like it's everyone's in the similar boat. Yeah. And then space and other large uh, items, you know, the, it, the, the fact that this was a crowdfund is no longer a unique thing. There's many crowdfunds running at all times now. And, you know, e even just as toy collectors, uh, there's usually some toy crowdfund happening at the moment. So it, it doesn't make all eyes go on this. It's not really driving yeah. those sales to have that. So I I'm still very um, eager for what they have in store for us. I think that really we only got a tiny peek at uh, what kind of plans they have for O-ring stuff. And I'm... I'm still in that mode where I'm cautiously optimistic. It's possible that the look of the O-rings really won't be my cup of tea, but uh, man, I really want them to be successful and I want them to find O-ring to be such a great thing that they decide to do it with other brands and that this is just, you know, exactly what they need for them to uh, start, you know, I, I hope that the O-ring GI Joes will make up for them what they invested in the efforts here because this is a bad sunk cost for them development wise definitely um i've got to say that i think you know like you know, I, when we were messaging recently and you kept saying stop saying things about the o-ring line because you're getting my hopes up yeah um, I think I I was saying things like pat imagine if they did a pythona figure Pat, imagine if they do this figure. Pat, imagine if they do Ninja Commandos, and you're just like, stop yeah. doing this to me. Yeah, I, I sent you the uh, the meme of Hawkeye from Endgame that said, "Don't give me hope." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I like uh, torturing you in that way. Uh, Mr. Cheeseburger has asked Pat, "What price point are you willing to pay for O-ring figures?" Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't want it going crazy, but like Brian said last time, they're going to try to keep it within the price of, um, within the price of the reaction. reaction figures. I'm going to have a weird answer for you because depending on the execution and the idea, probably anywhere from $10 to $30. So how, how 10 to what, to what? 10 to 30. Oh right, okay. That's a big that's a big range. It is a big range because in my mind, if you made absolutely like the perfect figure of like Pythona or one of the ones that I've been waiting forever, like forever for. Obviously, I have a great Pythona figure in four inch form. That's not O ring Pythona, you know. Well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like Tiger Force Torpedo or oh. you know, there's just a lot yeah exactly some of those ones if i look at that figure and i'm like there is absolutely nothing on this that i could possibly want different recondo redeco what recondo redeco 
yeah, come on. Exactly. There's just a bunch of them that I would love to have. And a lot of those really are ones that they don't have to sculpt. They just they just use the old figure and, and make it new. But we also saw how that didn't quite work out for the retro stuff that Hasbro did. Yeah. And those are not $30 figures to me you no. know, for the quality of them. So that knocks it down. Now, at that $10 level, like, I'll usually buy reaction figures at about five bucks for ones that I just didn't didn't want to buy at a higher price even now. Um, yes, Dr. Venom, John Crimean says, give us a Dr. Venom. If there's a Dr. Venom that looked like he belonged in that 1983-84 line and he was just like absolutely perfect in everything I wanted, yeah, that's a $30 figure. I'm fine with that. But you know, if he's got weird proportions, if he doesn't quite fit in, it might be a $10 figure. If it <laughs> right. Very well. Ryan says, O-Ring Wolf Spider. I like where you're going with this, Ryan. Like kind of, you know, like Dawn Moreno, Helix, yeah. Wolf Spider, uh, Shooter. Yeah. These would be really good O-Ring figures. Like few, going like, almost like, go, like, like we've seen Darth Maul recently in the retro line pattern. No, it's not the same thing. But it's like it's five point of articulation. But it's like going back and doing a figure from the from the future, going into the retro sort of thing. Yeah, and Darth Maul's actually. I, I'm pretty sure I posted like, "Hey, I think it'd be neat if they did a vintage style Darth Maul." I think I posted something like that, like prior to uh, Super Seven announcing that Alien was coming back as a reaction line. So long. <laughs> wow. So I've been waiting on that figure for a long time. But the the names that you just mentioned are good points in my head because I would love it for example if we got Shooter as a straight arm figure right you know, OG 13 yeah a perfectly 1982 style Shooter I think that would be awesome I know a lot of people wouldn't want that so it's not what I expect them to do um, but yeah 1983 I do think that they could hit Shooter in that 1983 style and that would be appropriate Adam S says Bongo the Balloon Bear. These are nice. These are good shots because these are all kind of things. Past the Progress is White Clown. Th these White are all Clown, things that yeah. I think are in Super Seven's wheelhouse, one hundred percent. Before we, yeah. before I start getting everyone's options coming up on screen, Past the Progress has a point that we want to. I want to talk about quickly here. Do any old Hasbro models still exist? Is the first question, and would Super Seven be able to use them? I can answer that question very, very easily. No. <laughs> So unfortunately, um, there was a point in Hasbro's recent history where a lot of the original molds um, were going to be uh, were, were basically in storage, and the person in charge of said storage uh, basically had them destroyed. Um, and that person does not work for in, in that particular job anymore. I'm not sure if they were part of a layoff structure. <laughs> or if it, it was just straight away, but it feels like it might have been quite soon after that was that happened. So none of the original molds, I don't think anything of the original, original molds, other than maybe the odd one here or there, still exists. I think whatever they had left, we saw in the kind of retro modern four-inch line, Pat. I think the last time we saw O-ring molds being made from the original tooling was 2009 yeah the last time i want to say and the weird thing about that is that those hit after the story of 
that person going through and throwing away mm. uh, multiple molds. But that was like nine figures. And at the time, like I had heard that those were pretty much worn out. And yeah, there's a degradation doing... as well, isn't there, that goes on with yeah. using these tools. You can only get a yeah. certain amount of runs with the tooling, honestly. Right. I, I think that any of the ones that if they existed in 2000, I think that 2009 may have been like the last effort to use anything. And even if they were permitted to and had them right in front of themselves or like, okay, we could just do this with a green light. You may not want to because can you, uh, can you advertise, you know, can you go to your buyers, like your, your Walmarts and targets and say, we're going to make this thing and rely upon tooling. That's that old and that out of shape in order to get the job done. No. Probably not. And then even if it did, like the, the sculpt of everything would be soft. I just, I think that that's, uh, that's unfortunately not, not going to happen, even if there was a single one available to them. Yeah. Uh, Leon says general flag and not that headman repaint. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Agreed. That'd be kind of cool. General uh, flag comic and general flag sunbow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Cold Slither's another good shout from Leon yes. there. Um, yes, Cold all... for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an exclusive. Got to be, hasn't it? That's got to be up there. Satin's band, you know, all that yeah. kind of jazz big time. Yeah. Um, Mark says, uh, well, Dawn is from the comics, so it should be in their remit. Honestly, Mark, I think everything is. <laughs> I think literally everything's in their remit now. If, like, what was it? Uh, 80s uh, animation. Um, oh, God, what? Deke. And so Sunbow, Deke, comics, and and fi uh, figures. Yeah. So that's everything pretty much, isn't it? And yeah. you know them. That, that's that's that, that's where they'll start. But they will dip into stuff left, right, and bloody center. You know they will. Yeah, um, I love your interview, by the way, with 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 Brian. That oh, was thank really you. Good. Thank you. Um, is that that's the first episode you've ever watched? I think of uh, of the show. Pat doesn't watch any of the show. He hates. He hates it all. He doesn't even I'm want to be on, on the it, show. Watch it. Pat has literally got like he, he's got it in his contract uh, that he doesn't have to. Um, you know, he doesn't have to like me. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't have to like the show. He doesn't have to talk good about. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So it looks. Yeah. So basically, this is this is all good stuff. Thank you for all the comments here, guys. This is brilliant. Fumbles. <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. Fumbles and what was and the is it is fumbles the um um. Who's the shipwreck character? That isn't Fumbles, is it? No. But isn't it in the same thing? Fumbles is robot chicken, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because that wasn't that the the what was it? What were they what were they called? I don't remember. I've only seen people reference that. I don't know if I've actually seen all of the robot chicken G.I. Joe stuff. Yeah, it's like that kind of like wetsuit um uh shipwreck character and i always forget what he's called that's that's i've lost lost that are you thinking stinky diver from uh yes that's what i'm thinking of that's from nickelodeon yes that's what i was getting confused with so fumbles yes fumbles is from robot chicken and yeah stinky diver is from nickelodeon thank you um yeah that's it thank you jamie lynn as well thank you um yeah the 94 shipwreck absolutely thank you guys um yeah so okay o-ring I think I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think there's going to be some really interesting, like 
deep cuts in there, as he mentioned. Uh, I think I don't think it's going to be standard issue Mogadishu. I think it's going to be like we'll get, we're going to get some cool stuff in that. Line. I I think that he has me. I think this is going to be my main new retail line is going to be the Super Seven O Ring stuff. I, I can't wait to click pre-order. I really can't. I was surprised that he even said that they're going to keep doing reaction as well. He says not as in the same volume, but they're going to keep doing it as well. So yeah. he well, that came out of his mouth. Yeah, there's some of them that, that I mean, it almost doesn't surprise me. Like uh, sets like this one. Yeah. You know, yeah. stuff like this, where it's they're a little bit silly. Maybe uh, they make more sense to have them be a reaction figure than to be an o-ring figure yes i mean i almost would love everything as o-ring still but we'll we'll see what happens i, I don't know what they have in mind for reaction imagine if they Find redid out. everything they've done in reaction for the o-ring line is <laughs> that would be crazy i mean i'd like to see raven i'd like to see yeah me too um saber tooth he's coming soon by the way yeah. we know the leak listings of that obviously i'd like to see um you know, Tiger Force Snake Eyes, Tiger Force Scarlet, the Python Patrol guys. I'd like to see those kind of done as well to kind of like go along with your, you know, with your current, you know, they probably wouldn't fit, but you know what I'm saying. The other thing I would say, Pat, is there's going to be so many random things they're going to throw in here that whether or not they're going like identical to the style would probably still fit in because they're so different proportionally. Do you know what I mean? Like Bongo the Balloon Bear, for example, like um, uh, the Fatal Fluffies, like because it's not like a situation where you have to, you know, make an exact O ring figure of that proportion. A Fatal Fluffy is going to be bigger and it's yeah. going to be tiny. So you can get away with that, like working with your O ring line, whether it is the yeah. exact way it would have been made back then or not, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I almost think that it'd be appropriate to make a Fatal Fluffy as a reaction figure rather than an O-ring. Not, not that I'm telling them to do that. No, that's a good point. That's a but, good point. Uh, you know, a, a Fatal Fluffy, I've always imagined more in the style of the Mega Monsters, which are more reaction than they are O-ring. So true. Hundred. That's a really good point, actually. And like the, the obviously the mini Fatal Fluffy, they could do a couple of slightly different ones, but they would effectively just be little, you know, statues. Um, yeah. So small. And then the bigger yeah. guys, yeah, like you say, they could just do them like, you know, basic shoulder articulation, yeah. hip articulation, maybe knees. Um, but yeah, that you wouldn't really need to go crazy with that. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, also, before we move on, Adam Riches revealed that he did the artwork for the Viper Gunner, which is really cool. So uh, as far as I'm aware, this was painted in gouache. Is that correct, Pat? Yeah, painted. I think he said he painted it in gouache, so it was done just the same through the same process as the vintage figures, and I think that that shows. Oh, big time, big time! It's definitely got that vintage vibe. Adam yeah. always uh, he's always spot on with his work. I mean, he's he's got like over fifty cards card backs to his name in the GI Joe kind of line, which I think I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that is the most. Although Jason Edmiston might be might be catching might, might have overtaken him because uh, Adam I think at one point had the line. most card backs with it for I mean for Hasbro GI Joe Adam does have that record I think but with Jason Edmiston who's done the Super Seven Reaction card backs 
they're like 70 something figures well, out so how many does uh garrido have hector garrido garrido i don't think he has as many as people think i um but i think um adam overtook him at some at some point during his okay his because uh, obviously you've got you've got El Norum in there, you've got Doug Hart, you've got yeah, and at a certain point it was mostly Doug Hart. Yeah, yeah, and Doug did really good artwork as well. He yeah, goes yeah. under the radar, man. Like I, I do, I go on a lot about El Norum and how much I love his like Road Pig, his Storm Shadow, his his version two Storm Shadow, Hydro Viper, and so on and so forth. I love those particular pieces of artwork, but. Some of the stuff Doug did is gorgeous. And I'm um, Garrido too, man. Yeah, Garrido shot first, Leon. You're right. Garrido is let's not face, let's face it. If we're talking, if you know, it's kind of like the who's the best, LeBron or Jordan. Garrido is gonna be Michael Jordan. There's no like yeah, there's yeah. no messing with that. He he basically won more championships in a short period of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is a really funny analogy. Um, but yeah, um, who would I think? Like, should we say Adam's Covey? Can Adam be Covey? He'd probably hate that. <laughs> uh, Adam, who do you want to be? Let us know who you want to be. Uh, from uh, he's a Miami fan, so it's gonna have to be like Wade or Bosch or maybe Shaq or, or LeBron. LeBron paid for the heat. Pat has a lot. I've lost Pat. Sorry, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about so much anymore. I'm just saying, is, now. LeBron is. That's, yeah, I, I lost you. Just named a bunch of people that I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, gorgeous artwork, and hopefully we do get to see this, um, you know, on like a single card or something at some point because I think it's a bit of a waste if not. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that it exists. This artwork, and hopefully, like I said, we can see it on some sort of card art in the future. Um, do you see them doing this one at some point, and maybe the grey one? uh maybe i think it sets a dangerous precedent to just go ahead and release parts of a uh, crowdfund without the crowdfund portion of it hey if it doesn't fund we're going to give it to you anyway that's yeah. a really dangerous thing to get into but you know maybe they could change it up a little bit or maybe they will just sell it because the plan was to sell the figures i think separately if you yeah, there was like five packs, weren't there? Yeah, as well. I mean, but the actual the actual set came with the figures, and there were going to be uh, the additional, you know, five packs that you could purchase on top. Yeah, so but we, they, we kind of yeah. got into this discussion before. If if the thing had funded, would you have been able to go in and buy the figures, but not the ship? I don't I, think so, because I spoke to Brian about this, and he said that it, it would only be for people that backed the the campaign. So you're technically having to do so in order okay. to to get those five packs, if that makes sense. Um, just because it unlocks doesn't doesn't mean that those figures become like you know available just on their own, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so it was only it was only going to be sub, sub, supplementary for the yeah. For the, the, the wording on the website didn't indicate that. That's um, the problem, man. There's been a lot of this. We've had we've had discussions on loads of things in the past. We've where I've had to then go back and ask like Lenny or Emily or whoever it may be, or, you know, or Brian in this case for like confirmation. Cause you're right. We're there sitting there kind of going like, we're fairly intelligent people. I can read at least um, yeah. sometimes. And yeah, just hilarious, I guess. But um, yeah, we like the fact that we have to kind of do that is a little bit like clearly there's an issue there. Do you know what I mean? The might, that might need a bit, a bit of 
tightening up in copy. Um, and some of the stuff that copy that gets out, like if you remember this, Zartan's color change feature that never happened on the first Zartan. Do you remember that? Classified yeah, Zartan. And then oh, actually, this happened. Color change feature that didn't happen on the Super Seven figure. Both times, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like both times. it was the classified first version of Zartan had the copy saying that he changed color, and everyone was freaking out. And 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 um, Lenny was like, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" Because he knew that they were developing that for the other figure, and obviously things had been wires had got crossed and copy had been made and it was too late at that point but they had to then kind of palm that off at the, at the time saying oh that was a it was an accident they were using the old copy and all this kind of stuff and it's like <laughs> and then well, a few months later we get color changes artan interesting um and this yeah the same with super seven pat you're right we had the same problem with, with zartan then didn't we yeah. crazy pants yeah uh charlotte has, has asked mate how are chris and pat today I'm a little bit tired. Doing okay. Pat's sleeping, um, and I am. I don't. I'm trying to bring the energy, but it's hard because we've just been talking about layoffs for half an hour. Uh, the the kind of state of you know collecting. Then we talked about a failed Super Seven crowdfunding campaign. I think we need to move on, mate, and we need to start talking about yeah. stuff that's going to get us energized. Is there something again. positive to talk about next? Let's do positive. We, there is something positive to talk about next. I think you all know it's a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Listings. His tanks are arriving on doorsteps across the country and most people seem very happy about it. Possibly one of the most eagerly anticipated Haslabs so far and the team has done a wonderful job in making those high expectations a reality for a lot of Joe fans out there. As well as that, we revealed a few more characters for those recently leaked classified listings. Iron Grenadier Bat is Judy, one of the four figures in the standard release wave alongside Alpine and the Iron Grenadier. Nemesis Immortal is Atlas DLX, which tells us that he will be a deluxe figure so expect him to be on the large side and have those massive wings as well. And Starduster is MM Daphne DLX, which has us wondering just what he will come with. In the past, MM has been used for a figure with a vehicle, see SMS with Techno Viper, and Cobra Ferret with Ferret Scout, but both of those also had the VEH designation. This points towards something significant, but not technically a vehicle, so he could come with the jump pad, but until we get more info on that, we will have to wait and see. Yes, uh, so let's talk his tanks first have you had yours come yet mate um it has arrived at my parents house <laughs> sweet so uh, i need to go get it here's a picture of mine um i haven't opened it yet obviously so i'm just happy it's there i'm just like i'm at that moment now okay right i can just relax now and stop checking the fedex app every 25 seconds oh my god it was, it was worse when people are like, oh, it's turning up. Oh, I've got it. Oh, I've opened it. Oh, here's a video. Oh, this. And I'm just be like, son of a, where's mine? It's first, I'm not sure about what your tracking said, but mine first said Thursday, right? Which was two days, yesterday. Then it changed to Tuesday. And I was like, oh, it's coming early. And then I got pending for two days. <laughs> and I was just like, what? When is, and I kept re like, you know, refreshing it, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then out of the blue, it just says Thursday, this time period and boom it was there and i was so happy so i haven't opened it yet i will be doing so and I'll, what i'll probably do is probably do some sort of really awkward unboxing that no one really cares about but i'm going to do it anyway um and then really enjoy it 
and and have some fun with it because uh, as you can see, Phoebe likes it. Can you see Phoebe there, Pat? Yeah, I enjoyed the picture of Phoebe. The, just the casual uh, reaching in, sniffing the box, making sure the box checks out and is allowed in the house. <laughs> Phoebe is like the video that checks to make sure all of the parts are in the box, like on <laughs> uh, the factory. She checks. She's just checking. She's just saying, yep, his gunner is in the female gunner's in there. His driver's in there. Tactician, yep, I can definitely smell the tactician. No retro Cobra commander. What? You better be lying, Phoebes. You better be lying. Uh, anyway, we'll um, bust that bad boy out and have a look um, at some point. I Probably this weekend. I just don't pressure me. It'll happen. Um, anyway, yes, are you going to be busting yours out, mate, I guess? Are you going to be enjoying it to its fullest, or are you just not going to get the opportunity or time ever? I'm. That's such a big box that I will probably stare at it and be like, I know that this is going to be a time investment if I open it. And I will want to get a lot of life things done before I indulge myself that way. <laughs> Signing you life insurance plan. There's. I just have so much work. I, I can't. I cannot picture myself opening this in the next month or two, to be honest. I mean, I'll probably like look at it and be like, yay, I opened it. But other than that, digging through it, I just don't know where I'll have time. I agree with, sorry, I agree with Jamie Lynn on this one. Thank you, mate. Yeah, definitely. We need more Phoebes. Um, you might hear a bark in a little while. She's She's been quiet for a little while, but she's, she's, a, she's in the background. Um, so yeah, cannot wait. I'm going to, maybe I could do some sort of Christmas special unboxing. That makes sense. Let's make it special. Let's throw some different graphics on it. Brian, you've got some work to do. Just kidding. Um, anyway, that's awesome. Um, so thanks to Hasbro for that beauty. And uh, I can't, we can't really talk more on it other than to say they're arriving, people. So keep an eye out. Uh, the next up then, and this is, um, Pat hates this stuff. I know yeah, you do, you mate. I, I thought that it was funny how you're like, yeah, we have good news up next. Here's some code names. <laughs> well, what I can at least say with this is that it, it gives us more information about certain things. But as obviously Pat does hate this, this is probably going to go down as the worst episode ever for him in terms of uh, positive. This has been the most negative episode, hasn't it, really? It kind of has, yeah. There's not been a ton of... Uh... A ton of positive. There's, I've like, tried some negative packed in every news story. It just is, isn't it? I mean, that's what this week has been. And at least we've got Christmas to look forward to. See our families. You're working, so once again, that doesn't really work for you, does it either? Yeah, worst day ever for Pat. Unfortunately, sorry guys. Um, but anyway, let's talk listings. Now we know all the. We know this at the moment, what you're seeing on, on screen. There's a few other things that we know in here, but we can't say yet, so we'll just have to wait for name-only reveals and so on and so forth. Um, but we do know that Alpine, Iron Grenadiers, and the Iron Grenadier Bat are going to be three of a four-figure standard wave, which looks to be what their normal standard situation is going forward. I have been trying to get um, interviews set up with BMAC and um, Emily and Lenny, but the way things are going, I don't know when I can actually get them done now because we're obviously we're going to be we're going to be like you know going to see family over the Christmas period uh, and New Year's, so it's going to be difficult to kind of squeeze these in. I will try to get them done before we go, and I will try to maybe try to get some done while I'm there, but it's it's not going to be easy. Plus. 
they're going to be on holiday as well and they're going to be want to chill they're going to want to see family and all that kind of stuff but i will definitely keep trying now obviously i think the layoffs had a huge effect on planning for that specific outcome with emily lenny bmac etc they're still there so that's good and i believe my representation my sorry my representative for hasbro is still there so that's all good so hopefully it will it will go through now the other thing i will say about that is that remember when i told you i did an interview with kerry vandenberg from maple powered games pat yeah you games guy i have to do a few edits on that video um unfortunately we didn't find out until yesterday because obviously the layoffs have caused a huge issue with their contacts at hasbro so that you know people are like having to hand things off to other people and obviously it's all a mess at the moment so thankfully we only found out that yesterday i will try and get that video up as soon as i can but it's going to take some time just want to lay that out there for everybody so that's that now coming back to listings four figure waves that looks to be what's going to be happening going forward because we've had the big boa airborne quick kick techno viper thing very recently there was no other fifth figure in that in that group um and every other like block of figures that we know are coming it's all been in fours so that's quite kind of interesting obviously all that's happening there is they're taking one figure out of the wave and they're rep and because they've got so many other price points in there so it makes sense um, to do that like you've got a figure and pet almost in every single blooming wave now you've got figures and vehicles coming out left right and center uh, so it kind of makes sense that you know they switch to four I will get the confirmation of that when I interview them but at the moment it's really just what we're seeing on the surface um, so yeah there's one other figure for the alpine iron grenadier bat and iron grenadiers we don't we do know what it is but we can't say and we'll have to wait for any you know official reveals before we can but what do you think of this as a little um kind of four figure wave pattern obviously we'll we'll stick with the three that we can talk about but this is a as a grouping well i'm curious to see what gear alpine is going to come with he'd better come with his backpack i can't um, see them not doing that's gotta happen hasn't it yeah it it feels like it really has to i i'm imagining him coming with um a pouch for like maybe some chalk or something like that like one of those things that slings over i, I don't know why i picture that there's I, I think mountain climbing has become more um detailed as far as the the general population's exposure and understanding of it with uh movies like uh free solo and the Don oh Ball. my god free solo blew my mind mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched the Don Wall first, and that blew my mind. And then Free Solo was just like, okay, this guy's an extra level of crazy. Oh yeah, the but, the, the the yes, I've seen both of those actually. I think at the same time, I think we watched them back to back, Kate and I. Yeah, they were really good documentaries. I was man. sitting there sweating watching some of it. Oh geez, it's heart heart wrenching. And um, name drop, classified heart wrenching. Um, what I would say as well is. That, that whole story where they were in like was it afghanistan or somewhere and they were mountain climbing in that area and those basically they were kind of taken hostage yeah. and to escape he pushed one of them off the cliff thought he'd killed the guy for years and then it turned out that he didn't die yeah how crazy man was that 
yeah, there's just a lot. Those movies are worth, those documentaries are worth watching. They're well worth watching. Not now I've spoiled it. I just realized that was a major spoiler. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you, Black Genghis. Appreciate that, buddy. Happy holidays, everybody. Keep up the amazing work, Chris, not you, Pat. Full force. Thank you, Black Genghis. Appreciate that. Um, And I appreciate you really highlighting my impact with the full force and not Pat's. Uh, Just kidding. I just show up. Yeah, what do you do? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) No, thank you, bud. That's awesome. Um, Really appreciate it, mate. Um, And yeah, so, okay, Alpine. Good shout. (sighs) Backpack needs to have it. I would say removable hat, obviously. Um, Goggles have got to be removable too, do you think? Yeah. Um, Secondary rope. Yes, and much more than what Wolf Spider came with. Yes, well, I'm thinking they're going to do something like shipwreck and have a molded rope around him. Is yeah. what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think so too. So, and I think maybe either they do a secondary like belly jacket is what I'm dis- describing it as because it doesn't go all the way down, but a secondary belly jacket that maybe has a separate rope secondary because they yeah they could fuse them together, but they did that with the honestly they did that with the 25th and I wasn't like a massive fan of it being one piece. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. But anyway, that would be cool. And obviously, yeah, the kind of um uh was it grappling hook launcher. The I mean his original pick is a bit large, isn't it? Yes. Uh so I would say in in place of the pick, some appropriate modern climbing gear. I'm gonna be really interested to see what kind of shoes he's wearing as well. They'll probably get boots and they'll probably put those little crampons on, won't they? Maybe Something separate. Like that. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Little crampons. Yeah. Lots of carabiners. <laughs> I expect to have uh carabiners on the figure. Just mold them everywhere, like all over him. <laughs> like three on the backpack, couple on the belt, one on the jacket, one hanging from the rope. That'd be yeah, just everywhere, all over him. Um, yeah. Um, so I think. I think Alpine would be like a yeah. I, I think he he's probably going to be the one figure in the standard wave that gets a, like more accessories um, than the, than the others do. I, I would imagine personally. I think that's probably what they'll end up doing because um, that that's sometimes they'll do that, won't they? Where it'll be like, yes, you know, they're standard release figures, but some will come with more stuff than others, and you can see it almost being spread out, and some things being costed out here and going into that one and and you can kind of almost see their their pro their logic process on that one yeah um iron grenadier this is a good one and this is one that doesn't need to have a lot of things i think the you know the the kind of the pistol the blood the kind of uzi the silencer the sword the sheath that's pretty much it really isn't it it is i'm eager to see that head sculpt though the helmet is is going to be such an important key piece with this and I'll even be just kind of interested to see how they handle the goggles, since the goggles are just kind of recessed and make up the area in between the mouth, the, the gas mask, and the helmet on, on the original figure. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how do they detail those out and make them uh, fill, fill in the blanks as they scale it up? Um, would and, you and go... Maybe I'm just assuming it's going to look like your vintage figure. Would you go, if you were doing the design here, would you go for kind of a more muted kind of classified vibe 
or would you I like and as I say that saying that they still do other things with classified depending on the situation of the figure obviously and in this case would you go with a more ceremonial look with bright gold or would you go with a more kind of troop look like they're actually doing something and it's a little bit kind of um coppery or like you know bronzy I would go with the more troop look and maybe change it up a bit for this release and then do a retro carded figure that looks just exactly like the vintage one. That yeah. is probably fine, especially whenever you're dealing with troop builders that may have different ranks and different purposes. Mark says, pipes. <laughs> Mark says you should have bagpipes, haggis, and, <laughs> and iron brew. <laughs> Genius, Mark. Um, obviously, Mark pulling out all of the Scottish stereotypes there. Brilliant. Um, it'll have to be called the Iron Muck Grenadiers. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's a definite Scottish vibe there. I want to see uh, Destro in a kilt is what I want to see. I think that'd be a wicked figure. Um, I do, too. Then, that would yeah, be, that'd so be really cool. cool. Destro and Rowdy Roddy Piper in kilts would be really dope, actually. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, Pastor Proggy says, really hope we get a Piper figure. Yeah. A giant caber, says Diana. <laughs> Amazing. Tossing the caber, as I call it, as everyone calls it. Um, yes, Leon, exactly. He needs to toss his caber. Disgusting stuff. Um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, Iron Grenadier. I think that's gonna be a I think that's gonna be a, a, a low-key sleeper awesome figure, honestly. The, the the when you think about what they did, the the justice they they gave the Crimson Guard. Yes. I just, I just think this is going to be similar. I think this is going to be similarly awesome. Yeah, I. That's that's exactly why I'm eager to see this. I'm hoping that the helmet gets the same attention that the Crimson Guard did because, you know, I I love that Crimson Guard. I bought a second one just because I love the helmet so much. Big time. Diana says, is anything worn under the kilt or is it all in working order? <laughs> uh, does anything get worn under kilts? Not most of the time, no. Um, it, you go free and easy um, with a, when you wear a kilt. Um, yeah, free range. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Two-pack Scottish Destro and Scarlet. Was that her that was the family or lady? It was Lady J, hi, it's me. Lady J, yeah. It was Destro and Lady J. Yeah, lady J, she inherited a castle or something. She went out to stay in it for a little bit and found Destro was there. And down and in the in the dungeon area, they had the kind of like tentacle beast that was in there as well. Hilarious. Um, anyway, yes, I'd, I'd be well up for... Oh, I, I, we should talk about it. Do you think with Metalhead, Iron Grenadiers, an Iron Grenadier bat... We've got to see Destro at some point, right? With the despoiler. Do you think that's a, a no-brainer? I, I think that that's a no-brainer for a San Diego something. Something similar to the way that Serpentor was sold. You know, Destro's, Destro's big news when he shows up in, in that sort of outfit, I think. No, that's... So. Yeah. I mean, the cape, the gold head, the just the design is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's... I. And the despoiler, I mean, it's probably small enough to be done as a like trouble bubble size sort of release, right? It is, say? yeah. So, I mean, it could be just a figure with vehicle. It may even be one that's on a list that we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, anyway, um, I want if, one. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that would be just sensational. 
Um, yeah, I'm up for that one, definitely. Uh, and then, of course, Iron Grenadier Bat, which I, I let slip by accident. And uh, that's just how it is. Unfortunately. I know, I'm an idiot. Um, I was literally on a news burst and I was going through the list. And I said it out loud like an idiot. I nearly got to the fourth figure on that list, Pat. Oh, really? Yep. And the only reason I stopped was because I was like, oh, I can't say that. And then I realized I'd already said one that I couldn't say. So well done me. Um, complete accident, no matter what you think. Um, and I felt terrible for it. So I just rolled with it. And then, you know, okay, I've made a mistake. Here you go. So um, Iron Grenadier Bats come in as well. I mean, I personally think they're probably going to do something a little bit different with it in the same way they did with the Arctic Bat. And I will also say, all I know is the listing. That's all I know. So I haven't seen this. I don't know what's involved in it. Would you think they're going to do something Arctic Bat style, maybe a different head? They're or... going to have to because if it's an if it's an Iron Grenadier bat, I mean, how would you get Kilt. the bat to look like an Iron Grenadier without using a lot of the black base of the color? Bagpipes, Iron Brew, Haggis, Kilt. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> That's wear pants. They could just as easily wear kilts. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you see this is uh, so? This is something that's come to mind because some uh, past pro you mentioned the demon. Um, do you see them if they're going to do um, a lot of Iron Grenadier stuff? And you, you know, you, you you've got to have Destro and the Despoiler. That's a no brainer. Do you yeah. see them doing any other vehicles? Um, maybe the Evader with Darklon. Maybe. Yeah, because it's it's not huge, huge, but it's still significant size wise. Yeah, and that would get you Darklon too. So that's a that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, bat with a kilt. Yeah, absolutely. I'm don't knock it till you've put a kilt on a bat. Is all I'm going to say. Uh, Charlotte wants that too. She wants dark. Oh, sorry, Charlotte wants Darklon and the Evader. Yeah, AGP actually, Leon. That's a good shout. The AGP is a good shout. Yeah, that that would be. Like the the version of the trouble bubble, almost. I think so. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a doable one. Um, anyway, yeah, cool. So that's the three of the four figures we know in that wave. Then we come to Starduster Pat, and this is one to talk about because we know a little bit more about this now, and we know that MM is a designation that means something more significant. We know it's been used for vehicle um, kind of code words. But this is an MMDLX as opposed to an MMVEH. So, I'll, I mean, we there's not much to really, like, when I think about that, all I can think of is the jump pad. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't know. I, I This could be something, though, simple, like, weren't we talking about Sergeant Slaughter, how he came with the mini Slaughter? There's a lot of things that you could do with Starduster that don't necessarily include having to have a full jump pad with him right right have, you know the the additional mini something along with him something True. That, that costs it up a little bit uh it could even just be um effect pieces that are flames you know to make him off the ground that's a good point yeah like the yeah like holding him off the ground and the jump pack type sort yeah. of thing yeah Actually, that's yeah. a really good. That's a really good point. I don't think we've. I don't think we've really talked about that as a as a possibility no, in the past. I don't think that we have. Because yeah. I think yeah, we said something like yeah, flight stand. Jeremy saying there like yeah, like jump pad, flight stand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I think it, well, it could also just be something to to suspend the figure without without the effect being obvious. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
they're all good shouts actually because yeah like that might have been something they forewent uh with uh steel core um because of the fact they were coming with two figures with lots of accessories so yeah like it would have been like overkill to a degree so yeah that's a good point actually and then if you've got like a couple of them then you've got multiple stands to utilize problem is then yeah i, I suppose Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they approach it by like making Stardust almost a grunt style army builder. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like, I, I could see that making sense. Jetpack troopers kind of thing. Yeah, especially at this size, I, I don't think that it would be awful since there's the they've already used the um, this the Steel Brigade style helmet on multiple characters. Why not use it on one that was also a mail in? It would make sense because then you've got the steel core with jetpacks as well. So it's kind of like this little yeah. army of, you know, jetpack pilot helmet. Oh, and it would be the pilot helmet one as well would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Like if they reuse that again, because on the steel core, you've got two different types of helmet. You've got the steel core one and then you've got that kind of like slightly adapted pilot version. Yeah. And then the other the other ones that we've seen are, are not all the same either. Because no, no. Comes with clutch is different. The one with grunt is different. Clutch is a helmet as well, I believe. I think that goes oh, over his it? head. Yeah, I believe it goes over his head. Oh, okay. But you're right. It's a completely different design. It's got one little, you know, um, yeah. antenna and stuff like that. Yeah, Absolutely. and still pointed out to me, actually, that the grunt one is different than the one that's inside the two-pack. Nuts, man. Like yeah. the funny thing, people always say, like, oh, they'll reuse the head for this character. I'm like, they don't even they don't even do the same head twice any for like a helmet, for goodness sake. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm surprised they used they, they didn't just do a brand new head sculpt for the Python Crimson Guard. <laughs> just randomly make a new head sculpt right. and tooling for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, you've got obviously. There's, we've talked about this figure before because obviously it came up before and uh, twice before. We came up as a rumor and then was name only revealed. So now we're in this position where we can talk about it in an even more official capacity. But like I said, we know it's an MM Deluxe, but we don't know what that entails. My the big money I would probably say is on a jump pad, but I wouldn't put it past them to do something like Pat just mentioned because I think this also makes a lot of sense some sort of flight stand that acted also like a um display with maybe even some cool blast effects that to show up to show it kind of in flight i think that'd be really cool or taking off and stuff like that maybe, um, maybe it's just a shirt for quick kick like in the cover <laughs> that little cereal box start up nice. the slide in and gives quick nice kick cereal box deep <laughs> cut there from pat drops the action stars deep cut um yeah t-shirt for yeah clothing for quick kick please um amazing stuff anyway next up we also have nemesis immortal pat so this one we know is a deluxe no other designation so this is probably going to be a 34.99 sort of price point situation bigger figure the wings that enough for you do you think for this in this case mm, i want some crazy cobra law accessories in there and we've talked about the elbow spikes that I'm curious to see how those are handled. Uh, yes. There, there's a lot of curiosity here for me. I, you know, I, I want him to be really good. Oh, definitely. And he's going to be, I, I've got a feeling he's going to be like, it's going to have to be a unique build, number one. And, and the textures, like the textures that I expect to see are going to be very crustacean inspired and, uh, biological animal like 
you could get several different textures just for the different areas of of the character that we see um and that's that's one of the ways that classified has been good yeah is that some of the some of the details that are in there look look amazing texture wise but obviously like the bat wings if they're not going to do cloth um i want them to have that veiny maybe even a see-through look to them the way that skin does yeah um, that kind of flesh on the wings sort of scenario yeah 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 um but yeah i could see a lot of different stuff on him making a lot of sense to have like just crazy um a crazy surface to it i think that you, they, they'd be really silly not to include the squidgy face hugger that he throws at yes. Sarge yeah. because they could easily do some cool photos where Nemesis Forcer has thrown that squidgy face hugger on the Sergeant Slaughter figure and he's like, his hat's gone and his shades are off and the squidgy face hugger's on and he's getting punched and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That, I mean, they'd be crazy not to do something that fit on a figure's face, wouldn't they? Yeah, for sure. That that needs to be included, definitely. Like so, that's what I'm talking about. Some crazy Cobra Law stuff. That uh, so we- weapons like that. I mean, that one specifically. Yes, you could put the uh, face hook on Falcon. <laughs> Just never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, anyway, yes. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm this. This is going to have to be a big, big old boy as well because in you know in the actual continuity. Nemesis and Force is the biggest character, like the tallest. He's bigger than Serpentor. He's bigger than pretty much everyone, I think. I don't think any... I mean, Globulus, when he stands on his tippy tail, is probably the tallest. But sure. I would I would say that Nemesis and Force has to be... They have to do him huge. And the fact that they're not reusing tooling, they're not... Because this is going to have to be unique. There's no reuse on this figure anywhere that I can see if they're going to do something that looks like this original one. Then it's going to have to be taller than Serpentor, the wings are going to have to be massive. And I think personally, just practicality-wise, I'll probably end up with two different types of wings. It'll be one big open set and one closed set or semi-closed set is what I expect them to do. If they do something cooler than that, I'm all for it. And I will obviously, you know, wait with bated breath to see what it looks like. But I think this one's going to be pretty special, honestly. I agree. Yeah. I I uh, I can... I forget where I, I had something else to say along there, but I just got lost in everything that you were talking about. I'm just turning, I'm putting you to sleep. That's what's happening. Um, yeah, I think, is that everything? That is everything, yes. yes. We're, we're all the way to shout outs already. Right, let's get on to shout outs. Let's bring this one to a close and then we can both go to sleep, right? Because I think, yeah, this is just, the, the, we're, we're both dying on our butts. Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well, you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and, of course, showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding. Anyway, yes. Um, Leon, no, sorry. Uh, Jamie Lynn has asked any guesses on Retro Azrael? Um, actually, funny you should say that. We don't know who it is and we can't speculate because that gives more information away that we have. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's anything crazy, Jamie Lynn. I don't think there's anything like 
new or anything. It's probably just going to be one of those figures that we've maybe already had uh, in a slightly different way. Um, but we won't know until we get more information. And at the moment, we're just guessing. But yeah, that's that. We, yeah, we don't know. Um, Merry Christmas, thank you, Alvega. Appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. Um, we're going to be like Pat. Do you, are you aware what we're doing next week? Friday. What is Friday? Is it like Christmas Eve? <laughs> I feel like oh, it's the twenty second. No. So the twenty second of fr on Friday will be our Christmas weekly. So Pat and I will be. You oh. and I will just be doing the Christmas Weekly. That'll be our Christmas episode. Is that cool, mate? Yes. Yeah, That's, that's that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got a monthly in the works that's going to be, that's going to work as our New Year's special because I'm lazy like that. So we'll be, we'll be kicking off the monthlies again in January and we'll start with a New Year's special and uh, we'll be doing that, um, well, when I tell everyone what we're doing and try and work out availability in the next couple of days because it's going to be hard to do. Um, TOR Retro Snow Serpent is I've forgotten the code word, it doesn't have one yet. Uh, Retro Snow Serpent just what came listings wise as Retro Snow Serpent. Um, will either of us be at Joe Fest, um, Pat in 2024? Yes, um, I met uh, Sherlock at AR, and I think that we we may have talked about it. No, we probably didn't, but yes, I, I, I um. He was the one that won the the custom contest. Yeah, at AR. Yeah, so that and that was awesome. His Xandar figure. Nice. Um, but but yeah, uh, I I do plan to be at Joe Fest. Usually I'm running around doing multiple things. I will probably be doing a panel again with Chris Murray at Joe Fest. Cool. And um, I also help my friends from the the toy department and with their booth that is at Joe Fest because that's always, they always need help and it's just a, a fun, chaotic time. And uh, yeah, I, I try, my plan is to be there. So unless something happens, the answer for me is yes. I don't know about yourself. Not sure yet. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to make a decision on that a little bit close to the time, but uh, obviously there's so many, like, unfortunately there's a lot more logistics that go into uh, our situation, um, but we will, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd like to try. There's lots of lots of cool shows I want to do. I want to do AR. Uh, I want to do, you know, Joe Fest. I want there's a there's a bunch, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, anyway, first shout outs, Pat. Other than all the people in the comments who I've just literally shouted out there, um, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Who is it? Is the question? It's going to be Philip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, and uh, I think that Philip's going to have a fun video for everybody this month at some point, well, probably later on. Eh. Eh. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he's got – Philip was working hard. He made something pretty cool for us, and it's just going to be a matter of is that going to be this month's or next month's video. Um, but I think awesome. it'll be this month's. Um, and, yeah, and you have, if you haven't checked it out, go check out that Back to the Future episode. It's so good. Oh, thank you. So Put good. a lot of work into that if it doesn't show. Link in the description, please, and thank you. Go check out the YouTube channel. Go watch that video. It's amazing. And you get to see Pat's bro as well, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. And, yeah, uh, like as you say, lots of work went into it, and you can tell it's really, really awesome. Um, yeah, so shout out to Phil as well, of course. Uh, shout out to Kate and Phoebes and the fam and all of those. Um, we're still loving our house. And uh, I'll be hopefully busting the his tank out in there 
on a video at some point this weekend. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I do want to do it, though. I really do want to um, crack it out on a live. <laughs> anyway, love to all. Um, and, of course, to Brian Sauer for our amazing graphics. Um, we're now in the Bushido winter graphics period of our of our lives. Because it was so bloody cold, I just decided to go ahead with it already because, like, I felt like, I felt like, what was it, the 21st is winter officially, I think? It might even be, yeah, I think it is the 21st, so. I think you're right, yeah. A little early on that one. But um, still, we're going to have these for a while because it just seems to be cold all the time, and then all of a sudden it's really bloody hot. Um, what's it like where you are right now? Uh, I haven't been outside today, but it's probably somewhere in the 50s, I think, today. Son of a bee. I think. Yeah, it's, it's. Maybe 40s. It's really cold out here. Anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Brian and uh, all the great work that you do for our graphics, mate. We love them. Um, and, of course, to you in the chat, all of our listeners, viewers, patrons, all of you guys, uh, thank you so much for everything. Um, I've got a few things lined up for our patron, uh, our patrons this weekend, so keep a lookout for those. Um, we'll be doing a live soon, but it's just getting the time at the moment, but we'll be trying to do that over the weekend as well. Um, like I said, I'll let you guys know when that happens. We've hopefully got the Kerry Vandenberg interview going up as well. And then I don't know when BMAC, Emily, and Lenny interviews are going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's there's so much going on at Hasbro at the moment. I don't blame them for, you know, having to deal with that at the moment. So hopefully we'll get it done soon. Uh, but that's it, pretty much. Pat, thanks very much for joining me on another weekly. Yeah, thanks for having me on, as always. We did an hour and a half. That's pretty significant. It is. Yeah, an hour and a half of bad news and code names. <laughs> that's that's got to be your worst, like your like least favorite episode to ever have done, ever, hasn't it? This is yeah. This is uh. We need some good news across the next week. This Christmas needs to bring us a present of of something fun, like something positive and enjoyable and not expensive i was genuinely expecting higher toys to have revealed another thing this morning <laughs> yeah yeah i was like it's gonna come it's gonna happen it'll probably happen now it's probably happened since we've been it on probably happened right now yeah, yeah while we've been on literally just dropped it uh but anyway no thank you very much bud and thank you to everyone watching today hope you had a good time uh despite the very somber difficult rubbish horrible news we had to talk about and of course um pat's favorite listings news as well anyway um stay fresh cheese bags and as always after three you know what to do let's keep the energy going come on let's have a great let's have a all good right, weekend yes. let's end, One, end positive all right let's do two this. let's do it three four four explosions explosions Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or 
enjoy exclusive bonus content, then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in. Full force.